and we are live hello everyone and welcome to the soul survivor podcast me and ryan back for another week we are here to recap episode nine of survivor season 43 what's good ryan i really enjoyed this episode i'm excited to talk about it love a double boot and here we are Dylan, great episode. Great to be back with you again. Uh, some people outside are arguing. I tried offering them a papaya, but they didn't. They didn't want any. <laughs> Look, uh, maybe, maybe they should have taken it because maybe they would have, you know, calmed down a little. You never know. All right. <laughs> but I, I, anyway, I'm, I'm so excited to get to everything we got in this episode. We had uh, James go home, and then we had Ryan go home in the double boot. Um, I can't say it was the most unpredictable tribal council, uh, each of them, but I would not say it was exactly predictable either. Um, it was, it was just, it was a really good, really high quality survivor episode with a lot of interesting storylines that happened. A lot of interesting alliances that were kind of either blown up or kind of thrown together. Um, and I'm curious to see how that affects the final eight going forward. Um, one thing that I have been saying, and you know, a lot of people talk when they rate a season about boot order, right? So a lot of people say yeah. season 34 game changers, you know, that wasn't a great season because people didn't like that. All the players that people wanted to see that season all went basically pre-merge or right after it this season to me. And I don't, I know there are probably going to be people, uh, be people that disagree. I should say, uh, that are watching this right now. In my opinion, I think that most of the best players in this game are still there going into the final eight. And that's why I'm so excited about this season with, you know, coming up here. Yeah. I, I mean, I think you can, um, I can agree with that. I mean, people always are very mixed when it comes to boot order. Cause it's, it's all subjective anyway. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think it goes back to what we were saying about this being a chaotic season where it's a very even playing field where, I feel like whenever you have a season with like your Kim Spradlins, your Boston Robs, your Tonys, you have your clear front runner. And then it comes down to, does that front runner hold on or do they kind of get cut before the end? And even if you look back to last season, you had maybe either high or Omer as our front runners and then they got cuts. And this season, I don't think you can say that. I think if you looked at the early game, you would have said like, Oh, Jesse's our front runner or like, no, maybe Carla's our front runner, but you know, Sammy's, Sammy's really doing pretty good things and Noel made some big moves. So I can't say there's a clear front runner, Dylan. And I think that goes to your point where it's saying it's a pretty even field where anybody minus Gabler could probably win this game still. And I think that's why you feel like a lot of decent players are at the end where anything can still shake out. Yeah. I mean, you look at the cast that's left right now, right? I would say probably your top three, would be and in no order i should say the top three uh carla jesse and then cody i would say are probably my top three uh and then and, and then i would say but like right behind cody i would say is like cassidy sammy um and then of course you know noelle is playing a really good game but you have your doubts if she's actually gonna get there because are you gonna really take noelle with you to the final three i doubt it um so it's just like there's so many contenders that are left um, and then Owen has like the underdog story arc, right? So is he going to be able to make a move to kind of get himself further up? We'll have to see. Look, the reality is, is that this is a really strong final eight and I'm really excited. Yeah. And I think with this episode, people are sometimes split because obviously we have the split tribal council and I know I think some people like it. Some people really don't like it. Um, 
I feel like it's a good twist. I mean, I, I don't want to see it every single season. So I think seeing it three times in a row in the same exact spot has kind of been a little bit meh. But that just goes back to the whole thing about the new era and each season being a carbon copy of each other. But I think it, it was pretty interesting because in my mind, and, and we'll get more into this as we get to the challenge, we when we had the breakdowns, I was like, okay, one group is going to be way more interesting than the other group. And I think I can guess what's going to happen in the second group compared to the first. And I feel like it was almost flipped for me where I feel like in one group that I didn't expect, I um, I kind of knew what was going to happen. In the other group where I thought it was so obvious, it actually wasn't. So I'm, I'm excited to break it down in terms of each group individually. And then as we always do, what was the right move for those players? Was it the right move, et cetera? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see you know, as well going forward, like, was, was this the right move for all these different people? And honestly, I think we should really start there, right? It's like that, that was the, we could start there and then we could go through, you know, the episode. So the two groups that we had, the first one being Owen, Sammy, Noel, Carla, and James. The second one being Cassidy, Jesse, Gabler, Ryan, and Cody. Um, Carla won immunity from group one. Uh, Cody won immunity from group two. So, I mean, if you're looking at this right now, right. Um, at least in the, in the middle of the episode, when I was looking at it, as soon as Cody won immunity, I was like, oh no, Gabler's in trouble, right? Because he looked like he was going to be clearly on the outs there. And then it ended up not being even in the question for Gabler to, he, his name was not even brought up really. Um, and then the other group, once Carla won, I mean, it really looked like Owen was going to be in trouble. But then, you know, you had that three of Owen, Sammy, and Noel. Um, that you knew could make a move on James, but given the fact that Carla has an idol and James has knowledge of power, I, before I even saw them go back to camp after the challenge, I had my doubts about them actually being able to pull a move off on James because of that. And then like, you know, James ends up going home, but it was not exactly in the way that I don't think anyone expected, right? There was an advantage used and in a completely unconventional way. And we could talk about that. And Sammy while we originally thought, at least I originally thought, that you would see a three of Owen, Sammy, and Noel, it looked like it was a two of Owen and Noel, a two of Sammy and Carla, and then the one of James. So there was a lot going on here, and we could start off with this group one. What was your original thoughts on voting out James? Was it the right move for everyone involved? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, so as I was referring to, this was the group that I had thought was going to be the more interesting one, and in in essence, it was. You had you had a lot of moving parts here when it comes to the original seven from last week, and then the outsiders, where you have Carla and James, and Sammy as part of the seven that had taken out Dwight and Janine, and then you have Noel and Owen kind of on the bottom. But we know from the last episode, Sammy wants to make a move, and Sammy didn't get his way. Uh, we, I think we see early on in the episode when they get back from tribal, Sammy wanted to make the move, but he knew the votes weren't there. So he wasn't going to push. He kind of held his, his boundary there. Um, but, but Dylan, when, when I saw how these groups were broken down, I'm like, okay, Carla or James are gone. Like I knew in a five person group, even, even if you put aside Noel steal of votes, which we'll get into, even if you, even if she didn't have the advantage, I just knew Sammy was not going to miss a chance to make a move again in a five person, small group against James or Carla because you could argue in the seven along with Cody and Jesse, they are probably the kingmakers there. They're probably the most powerful ones in that group. So already I was like, well, if James or Carla doesn't win immunity, one of them is going home. And I think if one of them does win it, then the other is gone. So I actually pretty much felt like 
15 minutes into the episode, as soon as Carl won, I'm like, James is done. Whether or not Noel uses her steal a vote. Now, I guess if you're asking me, was it the right move? I feel like that's really tricky because I think it comes down to Carla. Because obviously it was the right move for Owen and Noel, clearly. It was the right move for Sammy, I think, clearly. And it just comes down to because Carla was in on the plan because Sammy filled her in, was she good to let James go here? Yeah, I personally think that, you know, it all comes down to knowledge is power, right? Oh. And I, I, I think that even yeah. though, um, you know, Look, the, the fact that James had knowledge is power, um, I think ultimately was what probably pushed Carla to vote him out even more, right? Because, you know, Sammy, first of all, Sammy made a great pitch for it, right? Mm-hmm. That's one thing that Sammy's done that is incredibly impressive. Um, you know, he's been able to convince people um, to, you know, go his way, even in a circumstance where it doesn't seem like he's going to make that happen. Mm-hmm. He made a really good pitch, right? That may have been the only time or maybe the best time for Carla to vote out James, right? Because it was going to have to happen, right? Because, you know, look, James was kind of gaining power, gaining confidence, right? At the end of the day, if you're in an alliance like that and it's a two, so like let's say James and Carla right here, you know that they're eventually going to go after each other. You have to be the one to strike first when he's not realizing it. Um, otherwise, things could go terribly wrong. It could backfire on you. So I think that in the back of Carla's mind, she knew she was going to have to cut off James immediately. Um, and this could have been the best opportunity to do it when the numbers were really small and in her favor. Also, she and as I said before, she gets rid of knowledge's power, which she has an idol, whether people know it or not. If word somehow gets out, if people figure it out, she's completely protected because the knowledge's power is out of the game. So immediately I was like, is this the right move for Carla? It seems like she's kind of just giving in to Sammy. And then I thought about it. Um, and I was like, I think that because Cassidy stayed, it it is the right move. However, if Cassidy was voted out, she would have been in trouble. And that's another interesting whole layer. Them going first at the tribal was yeah. a huge disadvantage for them. Well, yeah. And when we get to group two, we could talk about what Cody and Jesse decided because that's why I was actually a bit, not confused, but I was a bit uh, blindsided because the way they were presenting it to us is that because – Cody's group went to tribal second. It was presented to us like, okay, because Carla and James have a lot of power, if, um, what's it called? If, um, what was I I saying? Oh yeah. If uh, they vote out, the Carla group votes out um, James, they feel good enough to make a move against Cassidy. However, if uh, Owen goes, because Owen's on the bottom, they'll just take out Ryan just to not cause any waves with Carla and James. So I feel like in the first group, it really did come down to who went first or second. And I think that did play into some things. And I think with, with Carla, I mean, look, look, the knowledge is power. All I'm going to say is it better not come back a third time. It, it, it's oh, it's oh for four in the new era. It struck out twice this season. Lord help them. If they bring it back a third time to try to make knowledge is power work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you could make it a clear argument. Like you said, Dylan, like, because Carla took out Geo because he had the knowledge of power, it would not surprise me that in the back of her mind, she's like, do I go with Sammy? Do I try to save James here? But he has knowledge of power, so maybe I'll just take him out. And he's arguing with Owen, so maybe Carla felt like he could be detrimental to her game. Now, I feel like strategically, and I know it's tough in a five-person group because it's not the same as if you're playing in a 10-person tribe, 
if two two people are publicly fighting Dylan, I want to keep them in as long as possible because that turns their attention towards each other and away from me. So I'm wondering if this was a 10 person group and not the split tribal, would James have gone here or would somebody else besides him or Owen have gone? So I feel like strategically you want to keep two people who are, who are fighting because that, that means that you're off the spotlight a bit longer. And I feel like with Carla, the last thing I'll say is that even though this was, this was presented as like Sammy going to her and Sammy kind of making this move, I feel like Carla's still not in a bad spot because everybody, this episode, the, the theme of the episode, Dylan was, Everybody was like, how do I not make Carla upset? Or how do I bring Carla into this? Like everybody has Carla's best interest still at heart though. I think ultimately, right? Maybe Carla said, Sammy is more likely to stay loyal to me longer than James is, right? And maybe she just decided like, all right, I ha- I'm, I, I assume that I'm going to have Cassidy still. I think that she thought that there was probably no chance Cassidy was going to go home, even though there was clearly a chance that... Right. She probably thought, all right, I'm going to have Cassidy still. Mm -hmm. Sammy looks so loyal to me right now. I'm going to keep him around and just get rid of the knowledge's power and James while I could. Mm -hmm. Because I think ultimately, like, (laughs) James is going to try to make that move against Carla. Like, you know, the way he was going, I feel like he was snowballing towards that. Right. Um, I think ultimately, Carla is still in a good spot because she has Sammy, she has Cassidy. Um, They could easily bring in Owen, Noel, Gabler. And they could go against the two guys who are potentially running the game right now, depending on how you look at it, in Jesse and Cody. The question is, are they going to be able to vote these guys out with two idols? Nobody knows Jesse as an idol, so they could have trouble waiting if they try to strike, and it may not work because of that idol. So I'm curious to see what happens. I think it was the right move for Carla because she still has numbers, and yet she eliminated a potential threat to her game. If that makes I mean, it's, it sounds like from what Sammy was saying, and obviously we don't see everything, Sammy made it clear to us in confessional that he really wants – because, I mean, obviously he could have just left her out of it completely, but he was the one who kind of went to her and said, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, and I feel like this kind of is kind of hinting to us, like Carla and Sammy are a lot closer than I think the show is letting on. And I think maybe like you were saying, she wanted to work with Sammy more long-term than James anyway. But again, like, again, I think that that speaks to not only Sammy's social game, but I think also Carla's because not only is Sammy trying to not leave her out of it, but Jesse and Cody are like, we we can't risk voting out Cassidy because that makes Carla look bad or Carla's in a bad spot, even though they don't know she was also in, in the plan to vote out James. Yeah, I think you make a really good point, and that kind of leads us into group two, right? It's like, first of all, Carla's social game is one of the more impressive social games we've seen in a long time. Think about everything that happened in this episode, right? She wins immunity. Everyone goes crazy and is so happy she won. Mm-hmm. We get Now we get to the vote out, and pretty much Sammy is begging to work with Carla. She's, he, he's begging to work with her. We know that, and now going to group two, we know that Jesse and Cody want to work with Carla also, I would say, given the fact mm-hmm. that they got rid of Ryan and not Cassidy. Because had they got rid of Cassidy, you're pretty much you know, drawing a line in the sand and saying, we want to go against Carla now. Because you're, cause you know James got voted out, and now you're taking out Cassidy. So Carla would have been completely on her own. So you draw your line in the sand. They did not do that. They voted out Ryan, and Ryan was a vote out that was not going to be 
there was going to be no backlash for it. Whereas Cassidy voting out, Carla could have, you know, they could have had a much bigger target on their back sooner by voting out Cassidy. So I think this is all, everything happens in my opinion because of Carla, right? Sammy wants to work with Carla, wants to be uh, Carla's number one. Uh, So they vote out James. Uh, Jesse, uh, uh, Jesse and Cody don't want to, you know, piss off Carla. So they keep Cassidy in the game. And now Carla still has numbers around her. And look, I mean, (laughs) she's playing such an impressive social game. It really, it really is just unbelievable. Like, I think everything in the end goes back to Carla. I'm just curious, are we ever going to hit a point where people like realize how good of a game Carla's playing? Like I, I literally, like I was joking around with my brother um, earlier in the season and, you know, early, in, I thought the season got off to a slow start and the fact that like, it didn't really look like other than Carla, there were that many like great players. And now it's obviously like picking up a lot. And I leg- legitimately joked around with my brother and I was like, yeah, what if Carla just Kim Spradlin's this entire thing? And like honestly, we're we're like not too far away from from that happening. Like I like mm. I was completely joking when I said that at the beginning of the season. Like she's there's legit Kim Spradlin stuff happening in the sense that like everybody is coming to her for every single thing, and it's completely crazy. Ultimately, I don't think uh, Jesse and Cody are gonna let that happen. But up to this point, it's been extremely impressive, and I don't think people know about her idol still. Yeah, and again, it's I mean. I think she's still in a really good spot and there's still time. I mean, I think Omer and a couple other people that have led their season kind of got exposed around the final six anyway. So there's still time, but I think she's still positioned pretty well. Her name hasn't really come up at all. And I don't think she has a lot of loose threads left. I think with, since we, since we moved on to group two, I think with um, Cody and Jesse, I feel like their stock has kind of gone down a bit. Honestly, I don't think it was the right move to vote out Ryan. Just because, again, they had the benefit of seeing the first tribal. And once James left, I I feel like they were like, okay, well, if James left, they technically said to us, oh, well, Cassidy should go. Because then at that point, Carla's already lost a number. We can kind of further get her on our side if we take off her other ally, Cassidy. And instead, they vote out Ryan. And I feel like... I don't know. Maybe I was just so convinced that Ryan was going to be like the final three go to Ryan. Ryan was going to get dragged to the end. I just feel like Ryan, as he said in the show, he's a physical threat, which I don't agree with in the types of challenges that we have at this point in the game. It's more endurance, more balance, more puzzles. And I feel like Ryan, his, his strengths have already kind of like come and gone in that way. But I just, he's not, he's clearly just not a threat whatsoever. And, and I feel bad about the show giving him like a Dodo edit. But if you recall, He's having a conversation, Ryan, with um, with Gabler, and Ryan's like, all right, so who's in the block tonight? It's probably <laughs> Cassidy, oh, but maybe we can vote out Cody, and Gabler's like, well, he has immunity. We can't vote for him, and Ryan's like, oh, yeah, 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 right, right, right. So it's like Ryan clearly is not making any moves anytime soon, so I feel like, A, it was a bad move for Jesse and Cody to take out Ryan over Cassidy here, and B, and I, I don't want to read too much into the preview, I really think Cody – while he had the right idea to try to bring in Gabler into a guy's alliance to kind of lock him up was a good idea. The problem is that it's Gabler. I, I really think Dylan, this is going to backfire on, on Cody and Jesse. I really do. Yeah. Well, I'm wondering, uh, right. Like is Gabler for real in that sense? Or is he, or as soon as they, you know, come go back as one tribe, is he going to go running up to Owen and tell Owen everything that's going on? Or is Owen going to just join them and are they going to become a strong four, right? Owen's kind of still a free agent right now. I just think Gabler, and first of all, we've seen nothing yet because obviously he turned on Ellie and Janine because they kind of 
threw him under the bus with, you know, the idle rules and going through his bag. So he was loyal to Ellie until Ellie kind of made the first strike in a way. As of right now, Cody and Jesse hasn't, Cody and Jesse haven't really gone against Gabler yet. So Gabler, when he's like doing like the whole, the whole arm, I, I can't do it by myself, like the whole like arm handshake, like I, I want to work with you. Uh, Cody hasn't given him any reason to distrust him yet. So I think in the moment, Gabler wants to go to the end with Cody and Jesse. My fear is that Gabler, A, has loose lips, so he'll just blab about something. Or B, if at any point somebody reveals to Gabler, hey, did Cody tell you he has an idol? Or hey, did Cody tell you this? And Gabler feels even a little bit slighted. He's going to immediately be like, Cody and Jesse are running the whole thing. They came to me. They tried to do this. They wanted to do this. So that's why I feel like if it was if it was anybody but Gabler, I think Cody trying to bring someone else into the fold was a good idea. I just feel like this is going to backfire on them. Now, the, the silver lining, like you mentioned, is that they have two idols. They have Cody's idol, which Jesse somehow still is holding on to. And then Co- and Jesse also has Janine's idol. So they still have two tools they can try to leverage, possibly. Yeah, and right. So going back to, I, I think everything you said is correct, but like going, I, I still think it's undecided, obviously, whether or not voting out Ryan was the correct move or not, right? A lot of people, we all thought that voting out... Uh, Dwight was the wrong move, and then all of a sudden, uh, Jesse Jesse shows the idol, and we're like, maybe maybe it was the right move, right? Um, and, and so far, it looks good for them the Dwight move. Um, that being said, this was a little bit different. You could have gotten out a bigger threat, and you could have stripped Carla of another ally, and you didn't. I'm trying to think here, uh, from Jesse's perspective, right? Because it seems like, and I want to give Cody complete credit but they're making it seem like Jesse is more of the mastermind behind it, right? If I'm Jesse right now, right? And we've seen the game that has been won in 41 and 42. It's like the person who is not exactly seen as the big threat is the per- is the person who ends up prevailing in the end. They haven't seen 42, but you get what I mean, right? I'm talking about mm-hmm. like from what we've seen, we saw 41 and 42 and the person who managed their threat level completely and then struck at the right time was the person who ended up winning the game. Mm-hmm. Jesse is doing a really good job of keeping his threat level low, at least for now, while also keeping shields in the game that are probably going to be targeted before him. So, mm-hmm. from so far in the merge, we have not seen Jesse's name thrown out once. Okay. Which is impressive. He has an idol, okay, that nobody knows about. Cody has an idol. Everyone knows Cody has the idol. So in my opinion, I almost feel like that Cody may be targeted before Jesse just because of that. So I think that he's kind of keeping Cody, and Cody may be a shield for him. Cody's winning immunities. Cody is, you know, obviously he's number one. And I think Cody's ultimately going to be a big target. He's a likable guy. Everyone likes the guy. I think that it is very possible that Cody is targeted before Jesse is. Okay. I also think Mm -hmm. that again, had they made the move on Cassidy, that kind of goes against what his strategy has been because you're eliminating a big threat and you're annoying another big threat in the sense that everyone may kind of turn the spotlight on you for the move that happens. So I think that for the game he's trying to play, it actually does make sense to vote out Ryan. Now, obviously, we're going to have to see the game he plays the rest of the time because that'll dictate whether this was the right move. If he, you know, if he all of a sudden just tries to go make big moves and stuff, then yeah, Cassidy was probably just the right move. But if he continues to play the game he's playing, which I think he will, and goes completely low key, 
then I think it was the right move to vote out Ryan in the end. That's kind of my take from all this, but we'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing is that we don't know yet what's going to happen with the idols. If both of them get played because Jesse and Cody really feel in the hot seat, or if only one of them gets played or maybe they get completely blindsided. I think you can make an argument either way because you could argue that if the group goes against them, Jesse would be be getting votes because he's maybe seen more as a threat possibly. And also because they know Cody is an idol, maybe it's quote unquote, like safer to go after Jesse because Cody has the idol. On the other hand, you could say, well, maybe Jesse's the bigger threat. So let's vote out Cody to weaken Jesse, which would be ironic because they voted out Dwight to weaken Noel. So that'd be pretty ironic, but um, maybe they want to take out Cody as a physical threat and it also weakens Jesse. Um, but I, I guess we'll have to see, honestly. I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like I'm really curious when the groups reconvene, if Carla is going, well, first of all, Jesse and Cody might go to Carla and say, hey, what happened? How did James go? Were you in on it? Because technically it could have been a 3-2 vote where Carla was left out. Now I'm going to be curious if, and we'll talk about something else here in a second, if Carla owns up to like, oh yeah, no, I was in on it and I voted out James because of this. I'm really interested to see what they say there. And I think I still think keeping Cassie in the game gives Carla more power. Like especially if Carla doesn't doesn't want to go with Cody and Jesse, I feel like Sammy's on her side, Cassie's more on her side. I feel like if there's a civil war between Carla and the guys, I feel like they gave her more leverage. Yeah, I, I think there's a good point. I, it, it's all going to depend where the numbers lie, and I, I think you know we're we're pretty guaranteed to get a strong winner, in my opinion, um, at this point because. Well, well, if, if Gabler pulls, Dylan, <laughs> I'm going to clip this, and if Gabler pulls out the win here, I'm going to be very upset with you. This is assuming that doesn't happen, right? I, I assume that one of the top people that we have mentioned are are going to win, just because at this point, what we're final eight, and like one of those people are going to get to the final three, and I think that at that at that point, right, they they pretty much are going to have it locked up. And I I think that you know, Cassidy is someone who's also interesting to look at here because she stays in the game, <laughs> she. People are keep saying how she's playing a great strategic game and like, but but she's also playing a quiet game, right? So nobody's, I know she's had her name thrown out, but once these, ass, assuming there is some eventual line drawn in the sands between mm-hmm. Carla and Cassidy and Jesse and Cody, like, I almost feel like once Carla and Jesse and Cody start going after each other, Cassidy kind of just may skate through, right? And that was her original gameplay. So I think she's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think there is a chance that next week, Carla, Jesse, and Cody are all on the same side of the vote, and they take one of the easier votes out and vote out uh, Owen or Noel. Possibly. Uh, I, I want to know real quick, before we go over some of the other things that happened in the episode, I want to know what you think Sammy's plan is. Like, what is Sammy's grand plan? Because he is really, really trying hard to play with Carla do you think he's trying to, do you think he realized that Carla had like all the power in the game and he's really just trying to get there um, in terms of being her number one? Like, what do you think his, his goal is right now? Like, what do you think if, if you're Sammy, put yourself in Sammy's shoes, what's your path to the end of the game? I mean, Sammy is right now. I feel like I have one example, but I feel like this isn't the best comparison. So maybe, maybe I'll think of a better one. He's kind of like in that Tony and Wu spot where he's being the pendulum and he kind of like wants to swing back and forth. Like it's the hardest thing you can do in Survivor or any of these reality games is like play the middle. 
because if you play in the middle and you, and you get caught, you're you're basically dead. You either get voted out or people don't give you respect at the end of the game. So Sammy's playing the hardest game to play, and I think he's doing a pretty good job at it. Um, so he was in the seven because Sammy so far has voted correctly every time. I think Sammy wants to keep voting correctly in the numbers. And I think when he votes with the seven, he does it because he wants to be part of the majority group. But then when he realizes, okay, wait a second, I'm in the seven, so I'm good if we stick to seven. But when we get there, I'm in the bottom because the Cocos have each other, the Bessies have each other, and then I'm on the outs. So that's where he swung back to now take out James in this case. So I think the only thing I can really pin down for Sammy's game is that he wants to work with Carla. I feel like he still doesn't want to take out Owen because I feel like he doesn't see Owen as that big of a threat. And I feel like with Carla, maybe he recognizes that people like her, but he has no idea about her idol. And I don't know if he realizes how lethal she can be. So I guess we'll have to see, honestly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know whether he thinks that like he wants to ride with Carla until like final five and then vote her out, or he like or he like thinks he could beat Carla in the end. Like, I don't like maybe his perspective on Carla is not what our perspective on Carla is. Like, I'm, I'm a little bit confused by that to me. It's very hard. I think Sammy's playing a really good game and yet I have trouble envisioning a path for him to get to the end and win. If that makes sense. Right. Yeah. I feel like if if he makes any huge move, it's going to come with a consequence of him getting voted out the next tribal. So it's almost like I, I have a hard time you know, envisioning him getting to the end where he has, where he, he is with people that he could completely say he played the right game, uh, better game than I think that's, that's going to be tough for him. So we'll see what happens. Um, anything else you want to talk about before we talk about some of the other interesting things that happened in this episode? So I think with group one, while we're talking about Sammy, uh, I feel like he also got a little lucky here. Now, obviously I think he's done a great job. I, I don't want to take anything away from Sammy's game. I'm not saying that he's, you know, the best player of the season right now, but I think he has done a great job. I think he's lucky because he is working with someone like Carla, who is a, a a gamer and she's somebody who will consider different options. Like Carla's not somebody who goes into the game, gets a number one, like James and says, Oh, I'm never turning on that person. He's, I think he's lucky that Carla considers different options because Dylan, I, and I, I saw Wendell tweeted this. I could see a world where, Sammy goes to Carla and says, hey, how about we take out your number one ally? She goes to James and says, guess what Sammy just said? And then the vote flips on Sammy. And I, and I didn't think Sammy was in danger last night. However, I feel like it could have possibly flipped to Sammy, honestly, just if Carla was – if Carla wanted James there and she was not going to budge on it, Sammy could have found himself in some trouble. So while, while I think that he made the right choice in terms of like trying to pull her in and not – because if you leave her out of the vote, she may go run back to Jesse and Cody, and then Sammy might be in the hot seat next week. So that's why I think to play the middle, he wanted to pull her back in there. I'm just saying I think it could have actually went poorly for him, possibly. Yeah, I, I thought he was about to get himself voted out for a second, right? That I mean, we've seen that happen so many times. <laughs> when he when he you know mentions it to her voting out James, I was like, oh my god! I was like, how could he make that mistake, right? After it seems like everything he had done was so calculated, and then all of a sudden, like it worked, right? So I feel like there's like some kind of disconnect between how close Carla and Sammy actually are. They're pro- they're probably more close than we have been let on, right? So mm-hmm. I think that's probably the disconnect between what we're seeing and uh, what actually is going on. 
I also want to give credit to Noel, uh, unless you wanted to go through the episode in more detail, because I feel like we haven't touched a, a lot on Noel yet. And I feel no, we, like we, we, we need we need to do that as well. Honestly, like we we've already gone over so much stuff in the episodes. So I mean, we could definitely talk about Noel, and then we'll move a little bit to like some of the stuff that happened in the beginning of the episode. But sure. yeah, let's talk about Noel right now. So I have to give her a lot of credit because I feel like Noel. What have we said about her so far? We said we've said that she's obviously a beast in challenges. We've said that people seem to like her socially. But people have already seen her as a threat because her name came up at the Dwight vote, and it could have been her if Cody didn't if Cody didn't say, "Nah, I kind of trust Dwight less. Let's go out Dwight out." So Noel could have actually gone home already at this point. So it's so she's playing a, a good game, but I think because uh, but she's been an underdog, and unlike Jesse or Carla, or I guess you could say Sammy, people have already started to put her name out there. She's not completely like void of any targets right now. But I have to give her credits. Noelle, I feel like, was, if not if not the star, she was a, one of the biggest players this episode. Because not only did she use the vote steal, she used the vote, vote steal, I think, both to use a sports metaphor, like offensively and defensively. Obviously, offensively, she takes James out, and that's pretty obvious. In essence, she didn't even really need it because she had the votes with Carla. So even if Carla didn't vote with them, she had the votes. And with Carla, they had the votes, so she didn't even need the steal of votes. Here's why I think people are saying it was a really great move for her to use it because she used it also defensively because James could have done two things. James could have either played a shot in the dark if he felt scared or James could have said, said like, okay, Noel just told me she has knowledge as power. I'm going to say, hey, Noel, give me your knowledge as power. I'm sorry. Noel has steal a vote. Give me your steal a vote. But by her going to him ahead of time and saying, hey, Owen's gone, right? Yeah, Owen's gone for sure. Yeah, I, I, want, I, want, I want Owen gone. How about I take his vote tonight so in case anything fluky happens, he's gone no matter what. And James is like, oh, I love that. So by basically telling James, like, look, I'm going to steal Owen's vote, He, I think she ensures he's not going to use the shot in the dark and he's not going to steal her uh, – what's it called? Steal her vote steal. Yeah, it was a great move. She read James really, really well that he would, like, he would take the bait there, right? Because mm -hmm. if Noel does not sell that well – it could go terribly wrong for her, right? She could end up getting her getting the getting the steal of vote stolen, and then Owen ends up going home, right? Uh, I she played it so perfectly, right? James was mm -hmm. not even a little bit, not even a little bit worried about what was going to happen, and you saw it by his reaction. He was way more confident in what was going to happen this vote than he was seemingly in the other votes before this, where he you know got his name written down and was like flipping out while the votes were getting read. Here, he did not expect it at all. And I think all the credit goes to Noel in being really creative and using the steal vote. We've, I don't think we've seen that really done before, right? Have we seen it done like, have we seen a steal vote used kind of as like a bargaining tool? Like, I'm, I'm not really sure if we've seen that before. It, it, um, it, it, was, it was very creative and I did not, I did not expect that. And it was, it was impressively done. I feel like the vote steal... And I guess you could argue the extra vote too, but I would need to go back in history. I feel like it didn't work for a long time because obviously the first time we saw it was with Stephen Fishback and it didn't work out. And then we also saw, I think, Dan and Worlds of Park get the extra vote and that didn't work out. So usually these advantages don't usually get their intended target out. Now I will give uh, Sarah Lucina credit because Sarah not only used an extra vote in Game Changers to take out Michaela, but she also uses the steal a vote to get out Tyson I think for the second time in winners at war, basically. So um, 
I think we have seen the vote steal used effectively before. I would need to think, I would need to think if this is like the best use of it, or if we've seen other instances similar to it, like where you said it's used as like a bargaining chip. But I also I didn't notice this in the episode, but somebody pointed it out to me on Twitter, and I actually went back and I watched the tribal clip. Um, so Noelle actually cuts Jeff off, and she's actually when Jeff's like, "All right, I think it's," and she says, it's "Time to vote," right? And then she immediately pulls out the advantage. I'm people were wondering like because they saw forty one. People are wondering if she realizes, okay, if James starts talking and says, I have knowledge as power, I can't stop him from taking my advantage. In terms of like order of operations, like a math problem, I think people were guessing, was she, was she trying to just get her seal of vote out right away? So that way, because once she uses the seal of vote, James can no longer take it from her. So I think to ensure that he couldn't do it, I think that's why she cuts Jeff off and she's like, hey, time to vote, right? And then she pulls it out. People were thinking... That way she makes sure James doesn't pull a fast one and takes her a thing. Yeah, I believe that's the correct that's the correct interpretation, right? So I think she purposely did that so that there was zero chance that the knowledge's power was being used against her. Really smart move. And just another reason why telling people about knowledge's powers is a terrible idea, right? Do you, uh, do you, I'm, just, I'm curious. Do you think we see it again? There, there's no shot they bring it back again. This season? Or like they, the, oh, no, sorry. Do you, do you think they bring it back this season? There's no shots. N- if it's brought back this season, that oh, would be final. that would be an abomination. It will not be brought back this season. If we're at the final There's eight. There's no way. There's I, no way. We're at the final eight. I can't imagine it comes back again. There's no way. There's no way. I do. Uh, unfortunately, I do think we see it again in 44. Oh, yeah. I don't think we see it again this season. I, I'm seeing people like, and, and Survivor may... Survivor may agree with this, even though I think it's the wrong perspective to add. I saw some people on Reddit arguing that they think that the knowledge of power is good, even though it's not being used correctly. It's good to have out there because it changes how people operate uh, in a sense that like you always have to keep in mind that somebody, you know, if you know somebody has it, you have to like play around it, which is what they Mm -hmm. did. (laughs) And like it could create better gameplay. I, I, I don't agree with that at all, but like Survivor could see it in that sense. I'm hoping that it doesn't work in 44 and we never see it again. But yeah, it's, it's like, I can't imagine being out there and and just having the stress that your advantage is in trouble the entire time. Like that had to have hurt James in the fact that he went home uh, at final 10 instead of like final seven or six or whatever. Right. Like to me, if I have an advantage and I know James has knowledge of power, he's getting out of there as soon as possible. I cannot risk that this late in the game. The only way I want it to come back this season is if Carla finds it and just chucks it in the ocean. <laughs> that's the only, that's the only way that I want it to come back because I think you're unfortunately right that it, it they're going to keep bringing it back until it works once. And I think they, they may bring it back in 44 one more time because 41 to 44 have all been like, as in essence, like carbon copies of each other. I think we might see it again next season if it hasn't worked out yet. But then I feel like after that, they, they just got, they got to stop at this point. Yeah, I agree. Um, one more thing I wanted to talk about at the beginning of the episode, I think we pretty much covered everything else. Um, and you know you wrote you wrote this here in in our notes for the episode uh, to go over. Last week the vote there were two votes on Ryan. Yeah. One of them was Cassidy, and the other was Janine. Um, Owen ends up voting for Janine, so he ended up voting the right way. But the entire episode, Owen was acting like he screwed up the vote, right? Well, I'm, see- I'm right. So here's what I was gonna say. I'm wondering if. He if James knew, did James know that he vote that he voted Janine correctly, or or did James 
think that Cassidy voted Janine and Owen voted Ryan. Is that was that clarified? So a couple things, and this is maybe why I need to go back, go back and rewatch that part of the episode. And I think it was a bit confusing. All we know for sure, I think, is that right before Tribal, like five minutes before, Gabler goes up to Owen and says, hey, it's Janine. That's what I'm hearing. And then, then Owen kind of catches on and he votes Janine. But right before that, like 10 minutes before Tribal, he goes to James and says, hey, where are we voting? And James says, oh, you're good. Vote, go, vote Ryan out. And Owen, to Gabler's credits, Owen votes the right way. Now, I thought, like you said, I thought at first Owen was kind of owning up to it. Like, no, I vote, like I, um, like, yeah, like, no, I was the one who voted out, um, like Ryan, I was that extra vote and you lied to me. And that's proof of why you can't be trusted James, because you say I wrote your name down twice, but you told me the wrong name and I voted the wrong name. But then I thought later in the episode, I could have sworn he said like to Sam, okay, maybe it's two different things. Maybe he told James one thing and maybe he told Sammy something else. Cause I could have sworn he said to Sammy, I voted out Janine with you guys because Gabler told me that was that's where we were voting. So again, I'm I'm a, I'm a bit confused as well whether everybody knows where Owen voted or if some people think he voted one way but other people know he voted the other way. Uh, I mean, may, maybe it was just like everyone knows where the votes went, but like Owen was still mad that James told him the wrong thing. But guess what else? There was this, I, don't, I don't know if you saw there was a secret scene this week. Was I did not see it. And it showed Cassidy's perspective. And this is why I can't stand how – if you want to have secret scenes, fine. I, I know we all want hour and a half episodes because <laughs> we need to fit more in. But if they can't do it because of programming, fine. But then you got to figure out where to cut other stuff out. Because in the secret scene, Cassidy obviously reveals that like she was the one who voted out Ryan. And she was not left out of the plan. She was in on the plan. But she doesn't own up to it. She acts in the secret scene like she was also with the group to vote out Janine. So I guess before the split tribe, in case Owen was going to be the next easy vote, she keeps playing it up like, yeah, it must have been Owen. Owen must have wrote your name down, Ryan. I didn't write your name down. I think Owen should go next, maybe. So I wish we saw that because that would have given us more like backstory or like more information that Cassidy was in on the plan. She didn't get left out. She was making a statement because she doesn't like Ryan. And she was really kind of hamming it up that Owen voted the wrong way. And again, this goes back to what we were just saying, where now I'm trying to think about, does everybody know that Owen voted the wrong way? Or did Owen tell one thing to James, but tell Sammy the truth? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, there's a lot of interesting stuff going around here. Um, I, I do think ultimately, like to talk about just some other stuff that we yeah. didn't really talk about. The, the Owen-James like rivalry was amazing, oh. right? That I, that's something that we haven't had in like a long time, right? That felt it felt like it was, it was like prime, like you know, like it felt like it was it was very Survivor, if that makes sense. Like I I I was listening to a, a podcast last night that was kind of talking about how it's like nice to it, it's a breath of fresh air for not everyone to be like all like loving each other and like actually like people like don't like each other on the cast uh or at least it seems that way like that, that was it was nice to have a like a, a rivalry like it, it felt like a, a dom chris noble thing or you know or something oh, like it that. was it was dramatic it was fun i had fun seeing it i can't remember the last time we had a blow up like that in front of everybody because i feel like when it comes to these blow-ups or these arguments it happens between two people by themselves and then at tribal like it gets rehashed like this is what went down but you never see the conflict in front of everybody like obviously when ellie and gabler get into their arguments it's in the woods by themselves but then everyone hears about it later same thing where you know dom and chris get into their arguments but then 
people hear about it like later. Um, like, you know, Rick Devins and uh, War Dog fall off. But like, we haven't, I don't think we've seen like a big tribe like argument between two people in front of everybody. And people obviously will correct me if in the comments if I'm wrong. Obviously, I think back to like Sandra and Johnny Fairplay. I think back to when Tony and Cass started arguing and Kakian and Tony's like talking llama in, in front of everybody with Cass at camp. I'm trying to think of if, if there was a more recent example. Like, I think Mike Holloway fought with Rodney in front of everybody. But basically, like, to your point, it happens very, very rarely where you get a big blow up between two people in front of everyone else, which technically, Owen and James, they started arguing separately and then it got brought back into camp. So, yeah, that, that was, it was, it was hilarious. I, I loved watching it. Um, also, I have one more question for you on that because um, people were debating this. Who do you think either was in the wrong or who do you think came away looking better? Because I feel like they both didn't come across looking great. Because on one hand, James was being a little condescending where he's like, no, Owen, you voted the right way because you vote how I told you to vote. Like it was a little like little grading from James. But on the other hand, James has a point that Owen wrote his name down twice already and Owen didn't even want to like talk to James. So I feel like they both didn't come off looking great. I think, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that James was in the wrong for being condescending and Owen was in the wrong for... Sometimes in Survivor, you have to just table your emotions, right? Like, sometimes in Survivor, you have to say, all right, I really don't like this guy um, and I can't get along with him right now, but for the betterment of my game, I need to, like, be quiet now. And I mm -hmm. think that Owen was unable to do that in this situation. Um, maybe it won't affect his game and maybe he didn't care because he was able to get James out anyway. But like it could, I mean, it could have, it could have been an issue for him. Um, yeah, I, I think again, that's that's such a big part of Survivor, right? You know, you are not going to like everybody on the island. You are not going to like everybody in your tribe. Are you able to put that, you know, you know, keep that inside and not show that outwardly uh, in order to make better gameplay? So I, I think, yeah, in a way, both of them did not look great. Yeah, and again, I can't blame Owen for being upset with how James was kind of acting with it. Um, but Owen did write his name down twice. And when James tried to talk to him, Owen was like, I'm not going to talk to you about it, which again, I understand why Owen's upset because you can't trust anything James tells you at this point, but you can at least just have a, especially now we're at the jury phase, just have a conversation with him. Don't like go pout or don't just sit off to the side and not have that discussion. And again, like I referenced at the start of the podcast, no, I think Noelle was just loving the conflicts with her papaya. Um, and I, I think even Car Carla was like, Ooh, like there's a lot of drama here. So look, anytime that there's, that there's drama, like you said, anytime that there's drama between two people that are not including you, it means that it's a better thing for you in the short term. So I, I think that, yeah, there was a reason for them to be loving it. Cause again, I think in survivor, what, what it always comes down to, especially in the early game, like we always say, don't give people a reason to vote you out because people, especially early on, or even just, even, even if there's a vote where it's a, very confusing, sometimes people will just look for the simplest explanation, kind of like Occam's razor. It's like, people will always go for the most simple <coughs> explanation. And if people give you a reason to vote them out, that's not a great thing. So if you are not in the conflict, you want that to continue. So it's one of their names being brought up down the road. Yeah, for sure. Uh, do you want to get to questions now? Sure. Yeah. sure. Let's get to questions. Let's see if we have anything in the chat. If you have any, if you're watching live, thank you. Be sure to like subscribe. If you haven't already really helps us out. 
Um, if you have any questions, drop them in and we will answer them. Um, all right. So Okay, so we have a question from Jay here. Um, he says, uh, hold on. Okay, he says, oh, wait, okay, hold on. There's a second version of this question that I'm going to put up instead. Okay, he says, sure. uh, from Jay, but wouldn't it have made more sense for Cody and Jesse to vote out Gabler instead of Cass or Ryan to not upset Carla since Gabler wasn't in the seven? Um, I think, honestly, like, I know that Ryan is from the original, like, see, you're basically Jay is saying like the argument I made before is that they kept Cass because uh, they didn't want to upset Carla. So Jay is asking, well, then wouldn't it made sense to just give it, uh, get rid of Gabler. I think that they think that Gabler is a number for them one. Yeah. And I also think that at this point, everyone kind of knows Ryan is just the guy who fishes. And I don't think it's a big loss either way to vote him out, even though he's on a, uh, he's on a Cocoa tribe. So I don't think that voting Ryan out uh, over Gabler per se would upset Carla at all, personally. Yeah, for some reason, I, I guess I guess I just felt like I guess felt like Gabler was never in danger. I, I don't know why. I mean, granted, when we got back to camp, we saw that it was going to be either between Ryan or Cassidy. But even when I saw that the divisions, I thought to myself, "There's no way this goes on Gabler." I feel like either Ryan goes, Cassidy goes, or maybe somehow it flips on Jesse or Cody. I just couldn't see a scenario where Gabler went, just because I, I don't think people saw him as a threat. And I think with, with the seven, like, and and maybe this is why we feel like it, the numbers are a bit confusing, Dylan, and it's not clear who's on what side, is that now that Janine is gone, I feel like the game kind of reopened up in some ways because people at the fake merge or, or in the merge voted out Ellie. And then who people that were kind of like with Ellie was kind of like some of the Baca people and some of the Vessi people. So they vote out Dwight, Tawika Noel. And then Janine was close to, du to Dwight and Janine was close to Ellie. I feel like once that you got that group out, the only people that were left on the bottom was Owen. And you could maybe argue Noel also, but mainly Owen. I feel like Gabler was never really seen as like part of that group. Gabler, Gabler was kind of just seen as like a free agent doing his own thing. And people were like, if Gabler's with us, fine. If he's not, we don't really care. So I feel like I think it's the one that made the most sense about Ocasity instead of Ryan. I just don't think Ryan's a threat at all. But I feel like, like we saw in the episode, they wanted to pull in Gabler as a number for them. And if you, if, if, if listen, if they vote out Cassidy, I'm not saying Gabler and Ryan are dumb, but if they vote out Cassidy and they say, "Hey, I'll, let's go four bros to the end. It'll be us four. We'll pull in Sammy if we want. We'll just do four guys. Let's just do that." And you could see a scenario where Ryan and Gabler go, "Ooh, that sounds really cool. Let's do that, all guys." So I feel like that to me made the most sense. But yeah, I, I didn't think Gabler was going to be in danger. All right, we got another question here from uh, Green Bay Packer fan 14. He says there haven't been any big idol moves so far, but there's still a lot out there. So yes, there's 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 three idols with eight people left. Do you expect a more low key finish with idols, or is there a potential for another advantage get in? I'm gonna say the odds are that there's not gonna be an advantage get in. Um, I think the odds are that you know, look, there's still. Uh, you know, there's eight left. So there's the eight tribal council. There's the final seven tribal council. There's the final six tribal council and final five tribal council. That's four more tribal councils for three idols to be used. Plus, if let's just say two are used next week or one is used next week and one's used next week, I could easily see another one being thrown back in because um, that's what they do lately. So 
I'm going to say that just by the odds of there being four more tribals that you could play it and three idols out there, maybe a fourth that comes in after a few are gone. I'm going to say, no, we don't get an advantage. Get in. Um, also, we're getting to the point where like people should really start to consider using idols and somebody's going to try to make a big move. I would think. So I'm going to say no advantage get in, but of course there's, I guess, potential for it. I, I just don't think, Again, people can always correct me if I'm wrong. I can't remember everything. But I feel like it's going to be a low-key finish. I feel like in this new era, idols just don't I – and mean, maybe it's because people are talking a lot. People are getting blindsided with them. Maybe it's due to knowledge is power. We haven't seen in the new era, Dylan, a single successful idol play because in 41, I don't think – any idol plays happened or people went home with them in 42. The only time we saw idols like kind of utilize a tribal was where the whole thing with Tori, where Drea and Marianne played their idols before the votes were even cast. So that was a unique scenario. So that didn't even matter really. And then I think when Lindsay went home, I think Lindsay wanted Mike to use his idol on her or, 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 or maybe he wanted her, him to give her the necklace, but in 41 and 42, we I don't think we've seen a single idol played or even played correctly. So I feel like at this point, even though Carla and Jesse have them and Cody has them as well, I still don't feel, feel like it's going to be an advantage yet. And I still feel like it's going to be a low-key finish, which either means somebody goes home with it in their pocket again, like one of Carla, Jesse, or Cody, or maybe we see one tribal where one gets played. But I, I don't know. I feel like in the, new, in the new era, we're so used to seeing in like the 20s and 30s, like big idol plays, like – Blank does not count. This does not count. We, have, we haven't seen that in three or four seasons. Yeah, I'm wondering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. It'll be interesting to see what happens, right? Uh, there could definitely be big moves made. It's just like, you don't want to make the big move just to make the big move, right? You got to do it smart. So Jesse is not Jesse's not going to go and play his idol for no reason if he doesn't have to. He's saving it in, for, for, you know, in case he needs it, needs it big. So... Look, I think that where you could start to see the idols come into big handy is if, you know, we did see the coming attractions and who knows if this means anything, but Gabler was telling Carlo, like, just so you know, uh, Jesse and Cody are running the whole thing and like, we're going to have to deal with that, uh, yeah. which, which is interesting. So if, if, if everybody ends up going against Jesse and Cody, then yeah, the idols are going to come into play soon. But in terms of advantage, get in. No, I don't see it. Yeah, and again, I don't take a lot of stock into the preview. Um, you, and it's funny. Usually, I try not to look too much into it because I don't want to be spoiled, and I also don't uh, want to read too much into the edits. And like I said, this season, I feel like I've kind of forgotten about most of the previews, but for some reason, last night stuck with me. I feel like a lot of names got brought up. Like I feel like in the in the 30 seconds that you see in the preview, or actually it may even be like 20 seconds, um, we see like – Sammy say like Noel's got to go. Noel's a threat. Noel's like Sammy. He's playing way too hard. Sammy's got to go. And then that's at the end. That's where you see Gabler go to Carl and say Jesse and Cody are running the whole thing. So a lot of names are getting thrown out next week. I feel like so so that's Jesse and Cody's names get thrown out possibly. Noel and Sammy's names get thrown out possibly. Owen's always on the chopping block. Cassidy's been on the chopping block. The only person's name who hasn't been really like brought up again is Carla. So again, that's a testament to how good she's doing so far. But even though I feel like you can go into next episode thinking Cody and Jesse are in trouble, the whole Gabler thing's going to bite them in the butt. You could also argue they also threw out there like Sammy might be in danger, Noel might be in danger. So I kind of feel like we're at the point of the game, and I, I didn't mention this in the entire podcast. I kind of feel like we're at the point of the game where uh, somebody like Owen may just 
he may just skate by for the rest of the time yeah. because because I don't think anyone we're at the point where like he's been on the chopping block for so long to the point where like he has no he has done nothing in the game that's worth fearing, right? So we're at the point mm-hmm. where like, all right, there are much bigger fish to fry than Owen. Um, obviously Owen could still make a huge move that would all of a sudden boost him right up at the top into contention. But right now we haven't seen that. So mm-hmm. I think there's a decent chance that next week Owen could just skate by because his name, like you're at the point where you're thinking to yourself, all right, well, like we tried to get out Owen a bunch of times and it just hasn't worked. And now like there's bigger fish to fry. Like we got to start getting out the threats. Yeah. We're at final eight. So I think there's a chance that Owen could just skate by, but yeah. If Owen, And I think we have one more question from Jay, but I think if Owen makes it to the end, I mean, people keep saying like, Oh, Owen has nothing on his resume, but like, it's not always about resume. It's also about, you know, relationships. And I think Owen people's even though other than James, I think people still like Owen. And I also feel like, people like the underdog and if Owen gets there, he has such a good underdog story. Kind of, kind of like we said, if Janine and Janine had a pretty rough stretch, if Janine, if Janine could have made it to the end after the whole Ellie and Dwight thing, I could see a scenario where Jean, Janine could have won because of her underdog status. So if you're correct and Owen starts to skate by because people start taking big swings at each other, if Owen makes it to the end with Gabler and Cassidy, or if people don't respect Sammy, then Owen could easily win. Yeah. Yeah, and, and also keep in mind that we're still at the final eight. A, a big move could still be made. At this point of last season, no one thought Marianne was winning, and then she made her big move. So, Again, yeah. I mean, we, we can get back into the whole thing about Erica and Marianne and when, when we thought they were going to win. I think we all knew once she took out Omer, we had a feeling she was going to win. Um, Erica, we probably didn't know until like in the middle of the finale, essentially. <laughs> but, um, I mean, yeah, again, like I said, there's in the new era – there hasn't been a clear front runner left in the finale other than when Marianne took out Omer. And I think that's why it's a much more chaotic, even playing field in some ways. Yep. All right. Last question here. Uh, Jay wants to know, do you guys think they'll put knowledge's power in the 44 premiere in the first advantage summit of the season, similar to Gabler's idol and the knowledge power will be good for one of the next three tribals. So that's actually interesting, right? If they had put if they put an expiration date on knowledge's power, then it's more likely to be used correctly. Yeah. So I think that that is an interesting point and something that I have not thought of. But look, I hope it's just gone after forty four. But you know, they they seem to absolutely love this thing. So who knows? It. I feel like it'll especially if it's done after the season because now it's gotten out twice. I can't see how they bring it back a third time. I have a feeling they'll, they'll try one more time in 44, and if it doesn't work, then they're just going to be they're, they're just going to be done with it. Honestly, um, now I'm not going to say anything, but I know from like some of the in, Redmond Survivor Inside Survivor stuff, I know what one of the twists next season is, so I won't say anything. But I would be curious to see if if they do bring Knowledge's power back, do they like you said put an expiration shot clock on it and say, "All right, it hasn't worked out. You're going to use it, and you're going to use it within three episodes." and don't tell anybody i wonder if maybe then it'll it'll work um because again the problem with knowledge's power again is that like each time it's because somebody blabbed we it's not it's not like somebody says okay like it's good for the next three tribals uh i don't know who has what uh john do you have an idol and it just happens to fail because you didn't know who had what it's failed all four times because people talked about it so i'm curious to know what happens if someone just doesn't talk about it, it probably works. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, that is an interesting question by Jay for sure. Uh, and then one more, actually, uh, he wants to know, do 
do you do we think that there'll be a twist at the final seven or six just like they had do or die at final seven and 41 and 42 so i know the answer to this but i'm not gonna say if you don't want me to say so yeah uh as somebody who doesn't know i'm gonna say that's there will probably be something uh but i don't know what it is and if ryan knows then yeah i he should yeah so you could uh, i look i i say you you should just uh and, you know people probably don't want to know so i know that oh, yeah. i mean because again we, i don't know how many people follow either the, the dalton ross articles or the redmond survivor articles so i won't mention it but i mean so far this season other than them like tweaking like the hourglass and tweaking other things i mean we've seen 41 42 and 43 be again copies of each other i mean people can probably go back and, and i saw someone make a chart actually and they said what happened at 11 at 10 at 9 so because it's been very similar we know what's going to happen unless Jeff looked at a twist in between seasons and said, okay, well, we're going to make a change now, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. I'm going to guess that there is, I'm going to guess it's not do or die, but there is going to be a twist of some sort. So we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, that'll wrap up this episode. Uh, thank you everyone for watching and listening. And we will be back on Thursday. Oh no, we won't be back on Thursday of next week because it is uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So we will keep you updated on, uh, the time of next week's podcast um but yeah uh yeah. we'll keep you updated we'll you know just follow our twitter uh and you'll be able to see everything there um at souls for pod the link is in the bio but yeah we're done yeah dylan i mean can you believe that we only have basically like three four more weeks of survivor 43 and then we're done it always goes so and fast they announced uh i believe that the premiere is late again it's not till like march 1st or something march like 1st that. yeah so it used to be in february but uh, I guess we're we're in March now. So uh, Survivor 44 will premiere in March. And then I'm very curious to see what stuff starts to come out around then because I have a feeling that we are going to see some returning players in either 44 or 45, uh, 45 or 46. So curious to see what info comes out there. We'll see what happens. But yeah, like Dylan said, uh, check out our social media next week since it is Thanksgiving to figure out when we are recording. But other than that, nothing else for you. Happy holidays and grab your torches and head back to camp. Good night.